Hey guys! Welcome back to another episode of Yikes in, in Bold. So today we're going to be talking about high school band. More specifically, the times that we had when we were in high school band. And let me tell you, interesting times, high school band. Even though we've now graduated, I would say that's probably some of the most significant time that we had in our life. Oh, definitely some highlights in there. It's also basically how we met each other. It is. So holds a very significant role in our in our friendship, which I love. But anyway, um, some things that we do as a band, specifically as a marching band, is uh, we do band bonding after band camp, which, uh, you know, band camp. 8 a.m. start, 9 p.m. finish, all day. You'd think we'd be tired, but no, 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 no. Band kids have this, like, extra crackhead energy that we're like, let's run around for three hours now. And so that's what we do. And I think the worst part is we'll stay out till, like, 1 a.m. together, and then we'll be back Together again at 8 o'clock in the morning. You know, tired and hating yourself for the night before. Because, you know, the band bonding ends between 11 and 12. But then you go get food. You drive around. You still hang out with your friends. Then you get home. You shower. You go to bed. And you wake up. And you do it all over again. And you're like, oh, God, this is a mistake. But I can't miss tonight's band bonding. It's the Capture of the Flag Night. Oh, Capture the Flag Night's huge. The talent show's huge. Band Olympics. Like, those top-tier events. Karaoke night's kind of fun. I don't think I ever went to a karaoke night. I think I skipped out on all of those. I went to karaoke night my senior year. Senior year. That's probably one of the only ones I ever skipped out on, if I'm being honest. Um, I think whenever... I started a band and like I did my first band bonding night. I had the best time with Capture the Flag. Yeah, I couldn't go to that one that time. Yeah. But you're all in like, you've packed a bag with black outfits so no one can see you in the pitch dark at 8, 8, 8 o'clock. And <laughs> PM, not <yeah>. AM. <laughs> and I remember one year it was actually like around the Pokemon Go craze. And so if you just pretended you were on the phone, Nobody knew that you weren't, like, just another random stranger, so it was really convenient for playing. Um, we all looked like ninjas. We do. It's funny. And it's definitely kind of dangerous. I know quite a few people that have gotten a face full of, like, dirt or asphalt and quite a few scratches. I'm actually surprised they still let us do it. I'm pretty sure one kid fell into a thorn bush one time. That is definitely possible. Um, yeah. I I never played Capture the Flag when we were outside because really? really because some nights it would get canceled by weather. Other nights I had other things that I had to go and do, but I would play it when we were inside. You know when we decided, hey, we're gonna play with no shoes on and slide around in our socks and bust our butts on the floor because you about to do the splits, hit a couple door frames, stuff like that. Run into some people, get yelled at by some teachers. Yeah. You know. Eventually, we got banned from doing inside of the school. We did. But we found ways around it, obviously. Um, another one is the Band Olympics, which sounds really official. But really, it's just a bunch of teenagers playing minute-to-win-it games for points. And let me tell you, it gets intense. My freshman year, um, I was in a group of strangers. They were the percussion. But... I didn't know them. That's how we met. I was the only one that was a 
first year that year in the percussion section. Um, but I ended up doing one with another girl who I never knew and it was baby food and she refused to do it, but I hadn't told anyone that I didn't eat meat yet. And so long story short, the chicken baby food didn't stay in me very long. I was very thankful I had to, to miss that portion of the evening because I'm pretty sure I came came later. Yeah, no, not good. It's definitely um, but we won most years, if I remember yes, correctly. Yes, we have. There was the, our the friend. HGP. There was the time our friend, you know, twerked some ping pong balls out of a tissue box. Um, another time one of our friends was so passionate about winning the cookie from the forehead to the mouth game. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anyone take a victory lap like that for eating a cookie. But she did. She did. And it was she impressive. was proud of it. She had to give all the judges high fives. She needed to make it known she won that game. If I remember correctly, she went back and did it again. Just <laughs> oh, I'm pretty like, sure she did just to do just it. to eat another cookie and just to do it again. And then there were times during the band Olympics where our band director would give us a list of random words and we had to put them in a story. And those had me rolling on the floor. They were so funny, especially when certain people were the ones who would tell the stories. It's all about the telling of it. I mean, it can be the most random crap and still win. But knowing band kids, it's always somehow like the best written story you could imagine. And they're never the same. Um, another fun game that we played during the Minute to Win It things is called Poop the Potato. Yeah. And you take a potato, shove it in between your thighs, waddle over to another bucket, and drop it in. And poop it. Yep. You really have to have no shame to be in band. Like, yeah. you can't be embarrassed of anything because you're going to do everything and anything. So You just have to get over you it. You just have to I do mean, it. If, if you have shame the first year, it's going to be a very difficult year. And then after that, you it's can't easier. avoid it. Nope, you can't. Because after you've done it once, you got to do it again. So another thing that we had was bus rides because obviously the band goes Travels. to all of the away games as well as the home games. So And we we were also a competition band. So there were we many, were. many times we were up at the butt crack of dawn to go to a competition. AM competitions have to be the worst. I remember sometimes we'd come home at like 1230 at night from a football game and some people would just sleep in their cars because Call time was six o'clock. I mean, one time we had a call time at four thirty, and right. we got home at one a.m. and we were like, "What is the point of me driving home?" It's like that's not even funny. Be like, "That's a nap. That is a nap." <laughs> but we, you know, bus rides after school for a football game. We are exhausted from school, so you would think that the bus ride home from a whole football game, we would be exhausted. That is incorrect. Well, that's correct for bus number one, at correct. least. Correct. Bus number one, chill. But if you were on bus two, bus two consisted of our assistant director, some random other people from the band, the color guard, and the drum line. And the drum line took the back of the bus, and it became the party bus. I mean, dancing on seats, trading seats, music loud. Let me, we got yelled out a lot. We did. We had times where it's like, um, you know that Andy's coming and everyone freezes, but instead it was our director, our assistant director. We're like, oh no, hi. So then, you know, we would hide under seats, hide behind seats if you were all the way in the back, yeah. hide under people, hide under blankets, hide under your uniform bag. Like we tried to make it known that we weren't there anymore. 
We're like, no, we're asleep. Ignore us. We're not the ones with the really loud music. Um, <laughs> Who? Me? Wrong. I also remember at least my senior year, we made um, blanket tents. We covered yes. over the seat tops. Yes. We made our own little fortresses. We love that. There are even times where you would get extremely hot on the bus and you would just sit in the aisle. <laughs> and our One assistant, time I laid down in the you aisle. Did, and our assistant director walked back and was like, you can't, you can't sit in the aisle. And she's like, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm basically a space heater. And one time... I got stuck on the heater seat and it was like blasting and I basically just like stuck my head out the window in the pouring rain because I couldn't be on there. Yeah. It's a very dangerous seat for me. Screw bus heaters. Yeah. It gets hot. It gets cold and they never listen to you and we just get yelled at all the time. But you know what? It's okay. Bus rides, always the highlight. Until you get one of the grumpy bus drivers. And then it's the worst. It's a party There's cooper. no loophole for anything with that. There's also crazy drivers. You either get a really, really slow one, which is actually kind of rare for our school, or you get one that doesn't fear death. And she's <laughs> just like, woo! There's you know, this um, road with bumps near mm-hmm. us, and where it's like, you're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And they take that, like, going... 70 and you're like ah, you know, in the back of the bus with most schools that we travel to there's always like two ways to get there where you take the highway or you take the back road and i don't know why but they always choose to take the back road i swear we could have flipped the buses or jumped out the window human morocco <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely what we became there were times where we just debated on hiding in the trailer for bus rides we're like it's got to be better in there i remember the the first time i went to omea contests for Mm -hmm. like not marching band but for um concert band um we told our director hey i don't think it's a good idea for us to just you know keep the gong swinging and Lo and behold, by the time we got there, it had snapped. And we had to emergency fix it. What did we even use? It was some wire that we just had. bungee ropes. Yeah, it was bungee ropes that we just had sitting in the trailer that we quickly just, like, put it on there. And was like, okay, I hope this doesn't fall while we're playing. It's like putting duct tape on a leaking boat. Yep, and you're just, you're praying the whole time. Like, it should make it. You're sweating, you know, you're just like, oh, this could go bad. There's also the times, you know, just like during practices where we would go to take things down to the field. Now, mind you, let me just give you a little little visual here. Um, There's our school, and then behind our school, down a very steep hill, if you go, like, the grassy knoll way, um, is our practice field. So there's also the stairway. There's also the stairway, but um when you're trying that to take a marimba work. down to the field, you can't really go down the stairway or down the steep hill. So what you have to do is you have to wheel it through the parking lot and then down the the actual road through our park. Like through the road. And for some reason, people do not understand that when they see students rolling big heavy things down that they're trying not to lose going down the hill to just like move over 
They take the game of 10 points per person very seriously when they see students. They do, especially with very expensive instruments. My junior year, your sophomore year, it was just us and one other person. But he predominantly played the keyboard and we were in charge of everything else. So it was the two of us trying to take down eight things while trying to not get clipped by a car. We'd get honked out all the time. I've gotten clipped by a bus before. It's a very dangerous game. It's a lot of close misses. We actually had a system where um, if we get hit, we yell Sue. So the other one of us. (laughs) I forgot about Sue. (laughs) (laughs) So the other one of us can take a polygraph and say, she did say to sue them. She yelled sue, so we have In her memory. It. Yes, it was It was a cluster of so many issues. And if it wasn't a car, it was our other um, bandmates because- Who some, wouldn't help us, you know, casual. Because at least in our, in my freshman and sophomore year, it was, us and a couple other people and some of them didn't care about how heavy they were and let them run over us on the way down the hill on the way down the hill or loading it into the trailer yeah one time i was helping our section leader of the pit at the time load in the marimba into the trailer no bring it out we were bringing it out and he was on the top and i was on the bottom going down the ramp and i said hey just like Give me a second because my foot was slipping because marching band shoes, slick. No traction whatsoever. Also, no soles in the shoes. You can feel the whole track, feel everything. So I said, hold on, just give me a minute. And instead of waiting, he just runs me over, like completely runs me over. And I'm laying there and my assistant director, his jaw hit the floor. He could not... I understand. wouldn't have stood up. I would have just stayed I just, there. I was laying down. He could not understand what he had just witnessed. And the dude who ran me over did not care, did not turn around, did not help me up, just kept going about his business. Never apologized for it. I'm not surprised. Do you remember the time you slipped in the mud? Which time? <laughs> <laughs> the time where we were putting the instruments back at the school, at the field, and we were carrying something, and you totally slipped. It was raining pretty hard. You slipped like a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. You slipped like a complete cartoon character. Yeah. That was a horrible That I got night. covered in mud. Another time that I almost slipped was actually our last competition this year. So oh, yeah. my last time on a competition field ever and we were just going about our way and it was a grassy field and i had a snare drum on and all of a sudden my foot just like twists from underneath me you know if you follow with a snare you're not getting back up (laughs) there's no i was like halfway down and somehow got back up the lord said not today honey we're gonna pick you i was able to like equal it out (laughs) wiggle you away (laughs) i I could hear um my other snare player next to me like laughing at me as i like try to (laughs) fix myself before my first competition where i was marching snare on the field we're literally getting ready we're getting ready to march onto the field and I'm, I start having a panic attack because I'm like, I've never, because I've always been in the pit. I was like, I've never done this before. What if I mess up? The judge is going to be in my face. I literally started crying and cried my right contact out. So as the announcer is going, 
marching, do, 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 take the field. I'm like shoving my contact back Ugh. into my eye, praying to God it goes back and stays. As did it? my other, yeah, it did. As my snare partner was dying of laughter over the fact that I'm crying and holding my contact. It's not, kind of a mess. Not, it, there were many times where we, we looked to, on the outside, we looked put together, but on the inside, <laughs> Did we? We were just not like it, as a band. We were just like, all right, let's see how this goes. <laughs> I was purely guessing, but see, we weren't always outside risking like risking our risking lives. Heat. Um, <laughs> one lucky thing about being a member of the pit was that we get to go inside more than anyone else in oh, the band. That was the first. Those were. Three years of my life were the best. Very, very easy. So you go out, you do fundamentals, and then she's like, all right, pick, go back inside. Like, Everybody else is sweating because it's 95, and you're like, it's 65 in here. <laughs> I got a sweatshirt on. And it was to learn our music, but after a certain point in the season, you've learned your music, but that doesn't mean you don't want to leave the heat, so you still go. Well, see, what would happen with us was our assistant director would come up, and he would help us learn our music, but then after a while, he would go back down. And make sure that the drum line was learning their drill. So half the time, we would be up there just by ourselves with our section leader, like running through stuff. Well, my junior year, I was the section leader. And there were just three of us, Chris included. And we um, we decided that after a while, like we learned our music within the first three days. So then after that, it became um, extreme bottle flipping. So, you know, the water bottle flip, you had to flip it up onto the very high windowsill. And we were keeping track on the whiteboard, and it was Cressa Nun Wall, like, five. Yeah, it got (laughs) It was bad. And then we do um, ultimate chair stacking. You know. I'm a pro. (laughs) You are a pro. You know, like, cup stacking, but with chairs. It, last time we did it, got pretty high. I want to say it had at least four or five levels. And, you know, you can't just stack them. You know, it gets to a point where it gets so high, you have to climb on top of it to stack it. So the goal is to stack it as high as you can and then get to the top chair and sit without dying. Yes. Which I am proud to say, I think I did a couple you times. You did. You did. But um, it was also kind of dangerous because, well, not dangerous, dangerous. But, I mean, there were other teachers in the building that you had to make sure <laughs> didn't catch you. It wasn't the wasn't the smartest thing we ever did because you know we left the doors open um another thing we did was ultimate chair flipping and that's where our luck of getting caught ran, ran out. out um one of the first times i tried to flip a chair it, it made this awful noise it did because, not land <laughs> and chairs surprisingly you might not know this Chairs are loud. Um, and we thought that maybe it wouldn't be as loud since it was a carpeted floor. We were wrong. We were very wrong. So all of a sudden, like, three teachers and a janitor come running in. They're like, oh my gosh, what happened? Are you okay? She turns to him and goes, I fell. <laughs> they were like, you fell? She's like, yeah, and I kind of, when I fell, I took the chair down with me. <laughs> You know, we're supposed to be practicing music, and instead, she's in the middle of the room, and she's like, I fell. (laughs) Believable enough. I mean, they left it alone. My sophomore year, your freshman year, Mm -hmm. we had, the whole drumline was inside, Mm -hmm. having sectionals. And our, both directors, left the room to go check on everybody else's sectionals. Bad idea. Bad, bad (laughs) idea. Don't leave the drumline alone. 
But our section leader at the time was like, guys, let's leave. And we were like, okay. So we walk outside and he's like, all right, we're going to Dairy Queen. Because we literally have a Dairy Queen two streets down from our school. So we just walked over to Dairy Queen, got ice cream. And as we're walking back into the band room, we hear our directors coming back. So all of us hide, but our section leader and one of his friends. And they're just standing there eating ice cream. Cross and I are hiding behind the big timpani drums, praying to God our director does not see us. And she's in there tearing them up. They're not even hiding the ice cream. They're eating it <laughs> in front of her face. And she's like, well, where's everybody else? And our section leader was like, eh, I let them go home. <laughs> we were like, we're right here, but like, we're not going to tell you that. Where's everybody else? We emerged from the cages in the back. Like, hello, we're here. We'll, we'll get back to this in a minute. My blizzard is not gone yet. Thank you. Yeah, she, I feel like that was the start of her not liking us. Granted, it was also her first year. So we had a bad start. We did not get off. And then we made it worse. Um, We did. Mostly by breaking things. Oh, gosh. (laughs) We broke anything and everything known to mankind. I think one of the first things I even broke my was my freshman year. I was on cymbals. I was in pit, but on cymbals for, you know, like parades and stuff. And we were doing what's called um, like our our review. It's a talent show. And the drumline plays all their cadences in it. And um, right before it started, my cymbal strap broke off of the cymbal. Because we opened the second act. So we're all we're out there getting set up. And the curtain is getting ready to open. And all of a sudden you hear... <laughs> and it's her... Granted, it was louder than that and made a much more clangy noise. But that's about as good as of an impression you're going to get. And then didn't Alexis do something? Yes. So she switched me cymbals, gave me hers. And... It, put her finger through the hole of the symbol, which sounds incredibly painful, and played like that. I'm still impressed oh, to this yeah. day. Props to her. Yeah, it was, it was, that was not good. Um, there was a time where during a pregame, like at a football game when we were playing pregame, like the fight song on water, we were playing long train. Right. And there's, you know, the section where the drum line, you know, clicks or sticks and we go into the drum break. Well, I was in the pit. And so, you know, there's things that we play and do through the drum break, too, just to add things. But we usually try to add visuals and we do the little stick click things that they do. Well, I guess I hit mine a little too hard because I clicked it and the yarn mallet in my left hand broke in half and the yarn part went like right behind me broke so many mallets so i had to grab the other one and then before we left the field i had to quickly find it so no football player rolled their ankle on a mallet (laughs) there were times when they were like where we'd have to hide the fact that we broke them so we wouldn't have to pay i remember one practice um they hid one in my car (laughs) so for like two So for like a whole year, I had a ma- a broken mallet in my glove compartment. I broke that one. And then you put it in my senior box because I have it upstairs. We never, we never told anybody. I broke that and I put it in the bag and your car was on the field and I quickly just ran over and I put it in your glove box. I didn't tell you for like a month that it was in there. 
I think the most expensive thing that the drumline has ever broken would have to be the piano. <laughs> I forgot we broke a piano! But it wasn't either of us. It wasn't, to be fair. It was another member who was using a practice room and he had laid his drumsticks on the piano and one of them rolled to where the little hammers are for the keys. So then like the entire right side of the piano didn't work. There's another guy who basically like kept a low key record of all the things he broke. At the end, he said that he probably owed the school more than like a thousand dollars because he broke stands and drumsticks and like drum heads. Oh yeah. He actually broke a student's personal drum pad. Um, yeah, that was not good. Never got caught. It was amazing. Horrible, but amazing. There are also lots of times, just a real quick tidbit, that we just took naps in random places. Pretty sure we've taken naps in the in the percussion closet, in the locker room, in a tenor case, underneath a timpani cover, yeah, like a turtle. I think somebody actually put the chimes cover and used it like a sleeping bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there was that. Um, our little area behind the drum set, we'd sleep there a lot too and just watch Netflix because the outlets were right there. My junior year, once all the seniors had left, we were cleaning the band room and we actually made like a triple bunk bed area where yes. we could all sleep. I remember the triple um, bunk bed. We didn't use it extremely often because the next year there weren't as many percussionists, so we had to play more often, but we did use it. And I think that's impressive. Now for my favorite story. I love it. We have this person in drumline, and she's given us the okay to share this story. So I was not at sectionals that day. I had a doctor's appointment, so I I did not go to after-school sectionals. But I get this phone call. When it's over. Too much ice there? <laughs> She's drinking water. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just spit it out. Anyway, I get this phone call saying, hey, you need to Snapchat me back or FaceTime me right now. And I was like, okay. So I FaceTime somebody. It was either you. I think it was the other one. The other one. <laughs> so this girl on our drumline was at sectionals and she was laughing so hard at another member of our drumline and she was holding her hydro flask and she had to pee really bad. So the laughing was not helping. She was trying really hard not to pee, but she was also like busting a gut laughing to a point where she's like jumping up and down, you know, laughing and kind of doing the pee dance <laughs> to a point where she like slams her head down in laughter and slams her eye off of the top of her hydro flask. And let me tell you, that is the most swollen eyebrow and biggest black eye I've ever seen. She even, she dented the water bottle. She did. Cut her eyebrow and had a black eye for like two weeks. It's it impressive. was so funny. It was, I mean, it was horrible because it looked like it hurt so bad, but it was all because she was laughing and had to pee. And it happened so fast. Like, I think I turned around for a minute. And when I turned back, she was, like, holding her eye. And we were like, what happened? It swelled happened? up so fast. It was amazing. 
Miss. Oh shoot! No, shouldn't use names. Our director <laughs> laughs about it to this day because she still has the water bottle with the dent in the top, so she carries it around. And our director's like, "Is it like a lucky moment?" I don't know, but our director's like, "Is that the water bottle you hit your eye off of?" And she's like, "Nope." And it's it's just a thing now. I think she should always just keep the lid as like a. I did that. She's the only person I know that can just injure herself like that. It's impressive. It's impressive. Well, hope you enjoyed our band stories. We have plenty more. So, if you like our band stories, let us know and we'll make a part two. Because four years worth of band stories cannot... Cannot be contained to a half hour yeah it's not a one type episode thing it's not we're gonna we'll have to make variations off of it because band consumed most of our lives so it's true we've got a lot of stories but um like i like i always say stay safe wash your hands wear your mask enjoy life hope school's going well for anyone who's in school hope work is going well for anybody who be working and if you're just sitting at home Hope you'll be enjoying that, too, because we're not. (laughs) That's a fat mood. So, yeah. Bye. Bye.